0: Parenting Today is a podcast produced by Reformed Youth Ministries. Whether you feel competent or confused in parenting, this podcast seeks to apply God's truth to the culture of today. For more information on this ministry, visit rym.org.
1: Welcome back to Parenting Today. This is our Thursday episode. We're talking about the movie Eighth Grade. Uh, my name is Kurt Cooper. I'm talking with uh, my friend John Parrott. Say hi, John. Hey, everybody. Um. And uh, if you listen to our Tuesday episode, uh, you'll hear us talk about the creation and the fall aspects of the movie Eighth Grade. Uh, this, uh, today we're going to talk about redemption and restoration. I'll remind you uh, that John has seen this movie and I have not, so I'm going to be asking the questions and John is going to pr- be providing the information uh, Uh, This movie is uh, rated R. It's uh, directed and written and directed by Bo Burnham, who is a stand-up comedian that some of your students may have heard of. And uh, today, uh, as we look at this movie, we're going to look at it again through the lens of creation, fall, redemption, restoration, focusing on redemption and restoration. So, John, I'll just ask you straight up, does the main character, Kayla, does she experience any kind of redemption in the movie eighth grade and if so what does that look like
0: all right yeah that's a a great question, and let's not forget to get back to our cliffhanger uh, question, too, that we left off with on, on Tuesday, so we'll get to that a little oh, bit. Oh, I almost forgot. I
1: almost <laughs> forgot. John is going to have a super hot take about this movie, but <laughs> let's we'll, we'll save that toward the end. Make them yes, wait. That's right. right. Wait. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, just as far as some of the redemption in the film, um, like we said, there's going to be some spoilers as we talk about this. Um, I won't get too detailed in um, some of what I say about this, uh, just because you know, I'd, I'd like for people who, who do go see the movie uh, to to just be able to enjoy it for the first time. But but yes, all that to say, there is redemption in this movie. Um, it's not one of those movies that just kind of ends with a bleak picture and kind of hopelessness. Um, you know, as I, as I said the other day, this is a very true movie, and so there are moments where mm-hmm. you you do just laugh out loud. There are moments where you cringe and you feel awkward and uncomfortable, and it kind of makes you relive some of those. Um, eighth grade uh, discomforts, but if it just kind of left you with that, it would be it would be a hard movie to um, to recommend to others. So there there is redemption, and so as Christians we know we can rejoice in that, and um, it, it does yeah just have some hope and encouragement. And so I guess one of the aspects of redemption that we see is there is there's justice um, that is brought about uh, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two. Well, I guess there, there's one girl in particular who is just extremely unkind uh, to Kayla um, and just doesn't give her the time of day. And, you know, she she invites Kayla to her pool party, but she does it only because her mother told her to do it. And she makes that, you know, very clear uh, that she doesn't want her there. And, and so it's just a lot of harshness and coldness from her. Um, you know, in the movie, and there's, there's a very just awkward scene at the swimming pool when they're all giving out gifts and, uh, everybody cheers for this one gift and thinks it's so cute and awesome, uh, that this other popular girl gives to her. But then when it's, uh, uh Kayla's turn to give a gift, uh, there's just silence and discomfort and it's just, uh. very, it's very uncomfortable. Um, but all that to say that the kind of justice, um, and this is, this is a spoiler for sure. Uh, Kayla just conf- sure. confronts her uh, in the movie. And, and just basically, I mean, it's just extremely truthful to her. Just, why are you so mean to me? She said, "I, you know, I'm, I'm nice to you all the time. And I try to encourage you and say kind things to you. And you just never say anything kind you're just really mean and so it's just a very true moment where kayla just has this confrontation and it's it's definitely satisfaction for those watching the movie you're like yes tell her and it's not and as far as i can remember she doesn't say anything just harsh and degrading she just speaks very truthful and it's it's you know a very you know um refreshing confrontation that takes place and um and and what's great about it too is and this goes along with with the whole movie is just the realism of the dialogue in the movie. Um, they mm-hmm. don't like, you know, I'm not, I'm not recommending this movie, but you see a movie like Fault in Our Stars, and they yeah. t- they talk like <laughs> Shakespeare, you know, and they yeah. talk like they're adults, and they're just so mature and so cultured and all of that, and you're thinking, you're 16 and 17. Um, you shouldn't be able to talk like this. Well, the people in eighth grade definitely talk like eighth graders. Um, you know, they say like, uh, like, like a lot and, and, uh, kind kind of how we talk on this podcast, Kurt, um, but, but but it's very real. And so even in the confrontation, uh, you know, there's moments where she's just repeating the same thing or kind of has some, um, yeah, just some unpolished aspects to it. So, anyway, that, that was one aspect of redemption. There's also an aspect of redemption between, uh, her and her father. Uh, that's just a very, mm. very sweet and touching moment. and um, and yet and, and again, it's the father's speaking some encouraging words her, and it's interesting how he begins that encouragement. You can tell he's kind of reaching for words, and he's kind of uncomfortable and trying to share this encouragement with her. I think part of it is he realizes this is an opportunity where his daughter's letting him in and allowing him mm. to speak. And it's like, he's not ready for it, but he's trying to speak encouraging. But then after a few minutes, it's like he kind of settles into the moment and he's able to speak more polished and more truthful. And um, it's a very touching, endearing moment. And uh, so that would be one aspect of, of redemption uh, for sure. But those two kind of the, uh, her reconciling with her father, as well as uh, the, the justice from the confrontation that takes place.
1: Um. Okay, John, let me, let me ask you uh, – I think I already know the answer to this question, but I think it's important that we ask it every time um, as far as what is this um, – what is this movie – and this is under the idea of restoration. But what does this movie have to say about the world that we live in now? Uh, what are the criticisms that it levies? And we might have covered some of these already. Is there any spiritual – element to this movie is this movie pointing us toward heaven in any way. Now I don't think that the people who made this movie, um, that that's even their design, but we know that, uh, any good story is going to point us to the ultimate story. So if you could talk a little bit about just, is there any spiritual realities or any, um, I, I'm assuming that Kayla in this movie is unchurched, uh, but is there any kind of, uh, connection, uh, to Christianity or to faith in any way in this movie?
0: Yeah, there's a lot that's kind of going through my mind as I'm trying to process and think about that question. Um, One bad thing I cannot remember is I do remember there's a conversation, which one of my favorite characters in the movie um, is a character called Gabe, um, and he's played by Jake Ryan. And he is portrayed as a nerd in the movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. But he is also a hero. I mean, he's, everybody loves him uh, from the audience standpoint. Um, So it's kind of, you've got this nerdy guy who's who's a hero. Um, But there's this moment where he asks uh, Kayla, he said, do you believe in God? And, or do you believe there's a God? And she says, Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's like, okay, and he kind of moves on to something else. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's kind of it, um, as far as I remember. And that's the bad thing that I cannot remember if there's any more to that. But that was kind of it, you know. Is there? Do you believe there's a God? And um, they say, yeah, and they just kind of move on like eighth graders, um, I guess would. Um, and so
1: that's a very eighth grade conversation about yeah. spiritual things, right there.
0: Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for us as Christians, um, <clears throat> we're going to be able to see. Truth in any movie we see, um, we know that God is the ultimate director of every movie, um, because of His common grace, uh, because of the, the fact that He's reigning, that He's ruling over all of creation. His truth is going to come forth, um, and so yes, there's there's spiritual elements. I mean, we know that you know any struggle um, is ultimately you know rooted in a, a spiritual issue. Uh, that, that we can, you know, connect that back to uh, biblical truth. And um, I guess the the overarching theme of connection, you know, and uh, a sense of uh, community and fellowship and belonging. Uh, as I said mm. earlier, Kayla, you know, was wanting to be accepted by this group. Um, and she's, she's longing for this friendship. And so we know, I mean, we are... As image bearers of God, we are created in the image of a triune God—Father, Son, Holy Spirit—and so it's hardwired in our DNA um, for us to to seek relationships, for us to seek community. Um, and so there, there's definitely that that truth we can we can see is that you know she's longing for this sense of community. Um, But it's interesting, too, how she's blinded to, you know, the community that she does have with her her father, ultimately, and Mm -hmm. um, just kind of missing that and, uh, you know, longing for, okay, kind of the acceptance with the popular uh, people. And so there's that just issue of identity um, that, you know, we uh, can bring up, you know, just all the time. Um, But just, uh, you know, her wanting to be identified with the popular group and uh, kind of that being, you know, her her salvation, uh, you know, is just being accepted and loved by these people. Um, and so we, we know with, with all of us, since we are uh, broken because of the fall, uh, there's a sense in which we, we, we were desiring for this acceptance. And as Christians, we know we have ultimate acceptance with God the Father through the finished work of His Son, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, but as broken, sinful people, we're going to be looking for acceptance um, in so many different ways. Uh, you know, whether that's how many followers we have on social media, how many likes we get because of this or that, we're, we're looking for this acceptance. And um, so, the, again, the sin just creates that longing in our heart for this. And so this movie definitely uh, picks up on those themes and illustrates those themes. And, you know, for us as Christians to to see and to know those themes and to be able to, mm-hmm. to have these discussions uh, with our, our children or students or uh, just friends, you um, you know that, that's that's one way in which we can you know redeem a movie like this is by uh, pointing out these truths and these these themes.
1: Thank you for that. Um, I think I think it's time that we we have to move to the ultimate question that I that I <laughs> asked at the end of our Tuesday session. It's time for you, to for me to put you in a really tough spot. I think it's also important. Here's the thing uh, that some of the people who listen to this might not know about, about John, but John has a daughter who is rapidly approaching eighth grade. She's in sixth grade right now. Correct.
0: That's correct. And
1: yes. And so w- when I asked John this question, like, would you go see this movie with your student? Like he is facing that right now. I, I have two sons. I don't have a, a daughter and my sons are younger than, uh, than John's oldest kids, uh, by a pretty fair shot. So, um, so I'm not facing these things like uh, like you are. But that makes me want to hear your opinion about this all the more. Um, would you take your student to see this movie? And what would be the – and even more important is what would be the factors that – or what would you factor into that decision? Um, as far as your student is concerned.
0: Yeah. And when you said, would you take your student to see this movie? Do you mean for me, would I take my daughter to go see this movie? Yes. Would you ta- okay. well,
1: not your daughter now, but if your daughter was in eighth or ninth grade, okay. um, yes. So I don't think that you would, anyone, I don't think we were going to advise, uh, you know, to be taking a fifth grader to this movie or, you know, yeah. or, you know, a, a seven year old to this movie. Um, but If you had a daughter, if your daughter, if we were fast forward two years um, or three years and your daughter's going into ninth grade and so she's just gone through this or you have a son, would you take your student to see this movie? But again, more importantly, what are the factors that you're thinking about when you're trying to answer that question? Like what what would you want to know about your student, um, about your child? Mm -hmm. Yeah, since this is a podcast for parents, lots of times I use the term student. I should just go ahead and say this. And I mean your children. I just call them students because they're mm-hmm. not my children. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah. Would no. you take your child to see this movie and why or why not?
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, and what
1: are the factors?
0: Yeah. And I guess saying this up front, honestly, I have not had a lot of time to process this question. Um, mm. This is something I do just kind of want to think about here with you and, and discuss. Um, I do feel like, you know, as Christians, as a Christian, I cannot say you should go watch this movie or you must go watch this movie. I've got to be sensitive to issues of conscience. Mm-hmm. You know, some people mm-hmm. are going to say, oh, you know, I, I'm not going to watch anything with bad language in it or anything sexual. Um, and, and I guess I should say there's no nudity in this film, um, so you mm-hmm. know that is a distinction we need to um, be sure to put out there. Um, but yes, yeah, so I need to be sensitive to issues of conscience. Uh, I mean, there's a sense in which, as I said the other day. I wish I could make you know every parents um, of a preteen teenager uh, go see mm-hmm. this movie. Um, so, mm-hmm. Some some of the parents, I mean, uh, want to remain ignorant of some of these issues and just kind of turn <laughs> turn a blind eye to them. And those mm-hmm. are the kind of parents that I think need to see this. Um, those who are really just mm-hmm. kind of. Shirking responsibility in some ways, not keeping up with really? um, social media accounts, not really being aware of the technology that's in their children's hands. I think a movie like this could be helpful to say to, to illustrate. Look, these are some of the dangers that are out there. These are some of the struggles that your child is most likely uh, struggling with. So, for some of those parents, I would say this would be a very helpful movie for you to go see, even if it makes you uncomfortable and disturbs you in some way. Um, some ways, I think it, uh, for the most part, like I said. Um, has some encouragement and is is a redeeming movie uh, that doesn't leave you with hopelessness. Um, now, getting back to the question you asked of uh, would I watch this with my daughter um, or, or student? Um, I would say definitely for for youth workers considering seeing this with their students. I would say you know no for the most part you, you don't need to be taking any students to see an R rated movie just because it's going yeah. to, it's going to create issues for you um, mm-hmm. between parents. Um, uh, you know, that being said, you know, I'm, I'm wrestling on whether or not I would see this with my daughter. I, I mean, I, I do feel like I could argue it both ways. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've definitely uh, taken the stance of uh, talking to my children at earlier ages about uh, sexual things. Um, you know, mm-hmm. having the talk, you know, at an earlier age, I, I definitely did that uh, with uh, my daughter and then my son, who's, who's eight. Um, and you know, my daughter, I've already talked to her about pornography. Um, and uh, so I've had some of those, uh, discussions already and, um, I've just kind of taken the stance of, you know, trying to prepare her for the world. Uh, and so I feel like a movie like eighth grade will give her an accurate picture of what the world is like. That said, there are some, uh, some, some content and some scenes that, that take it, you know, too far to where I think, okay, I don't. Think I want her knowing about this aspect of mm-hmm. of, of the you know culture. I, I feel like yes, okay, I could educate her on this in a much more uh, subtle way than this movie does. And so um, it might be okay. Yeah, I would see this with my daughter, but I would also uh, you know turn the channel on a few scenes or have her close mm. her eyes. I mean, really, just mm-hmm. and, and I've only seen it once, and it was about a week ago. But uh, there are just two scenes that are coming to my mind. Um, where I'm thinking, okay, those two scenes, if I admit that, um, you know, it'd be okay. Because, I mean, our children, uh, you know, they hear the languages in the movie. Um, so as far as the obscenities go, I know for sure my children have already um, heard those those words. I mean, just, theres <laughs> we live in a neighborhood that has a playground, and uh, somebody vandalized one of the playground equipment and put an obscenity on that. And so that's where they discovered a certain word. Um. I mean, this was years ago, and so yeah.
1: Thanks, buddy. That yeah. Cool. Seriously. Yes, uh-huh. and it
0: was probably some eighth grader that did it. Um, it I think
1: uh, no joke. It seriously probably was. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um. Just the immaturity there and all that. But um. So I, you know, I've had open, candid conversations with my children about specific words. Um. I mean, I want them to feel like they can come to their daddy and they can trust their dad. Um. With, with questions about certain words that they might be embarrassed about. And I've, I've told them that like, I don't want you, you know, going to Google or, you know, running to your friends. I'm smarter than all of your friends. I've lived longer. Um, they're going to give you some ignorant definition and you you need to feel like you can trust your father and come to me with those things. And so I've been encouraged that they they have, that they've, um, asked Mm -hmm. me just point blank. You know, what does the S word mean? Um, what does the F word mean? Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, that was a long way around saying. Um, I, I think. I think.
1: <laughs> I started making a joke there, and then they were like, "Why do you say it so much?" <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no, um, I, that is a joke. That's a joke, but it is a
0: funny joke. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was hilarious. Um,
1: I, I'm like mortified <laughs> about my about my son coming home and asking me. Uh, I'll just be honest. I'm just mortified about him asking me what certain words mean and how I will handle that. And maybe mm. that's another podcast for us. Mm. Um, hey, there you go. That's point, a good idea. Yeah. We talk, we talk, we talk about engaging the world. I was just thinking about you talking to your children about um, like slowly preparing them for what they're about to face. And I think that's probably something that we'll talk about in the future. Yeah, I think um, so. I think so. But,
0: but yeah. yeah, that's so with the, the exception of two scenes in the movie, I would probably show this to, um, my daughter, and, you know, we we discussed it. I mean, <laughs> we uh, we recently watched The Karate Kid. I don't know if you've ever heard of that movie or not. Um, mm. and Which version?
1: The I, real one? Oh, the, the real, real one. one. Uh, Will Smith's son. No, the real one. Okay. Yeah, back it. in, what, 1985, mm-hmm.
0: 1986? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember sure. seeing that movie in the theaters and just, you know, oh, without, right. loved it. Um, but I was surprised at the language in the movie. I forgot some of the, the bad words that are in there. And so, you know, we're watching that with my children, and the words up and they look at me because again they've they've heard these words before they know about them and you know we just kind of shake mm-hmm. our heads so all that to say this movie is going to have some of those bad words and we can you know mm-hmm. discuss it and, and know that you know we're going to have to give an account for every careless word we speak as scripture says and scripture warns mm. us about you know not having coarse joking and obscenities and so um you know told my children, God owns words. He's the creator of words. Uh, we have to be cautious in how we use them. And as Christians, we need to abstain from certain types of words. But even, and this is probably getting into bad language a little bit, and that's our other podcast. We've got to realize that bad language is much broader than just the, the bad words in PG-13 or R-rated movies. Yeah. It's, it's gossip and it's self-righteous talk and uh, things like that. So <clears throat> anyway, um, so did, did I answer your question? Did I give a definitive answer there, Kurt?
1: No, I think you gave the kind of answer that you have to give. But I, I think that what I'm hearing from you, John, is this, is that there are a lot of adults who need to see this movie because they've turned a blind eye to, or they've either forgotten what it was like being in 8th grade Absolutely. Um, and, that, and that for some people, it might be beneficial for them to see it with their student if their student's old enough to handle the content or to see it in such a way where you can limit what content they're exposed to Um but that, uh, but it's not something that can be dismissed out of hand. Um, and uh, that, uh, that, that this is an accurate picture of what a lot of our students face. Yeah,
0: let and, me, uh, let me, and,
1: and that way it would be beneficial.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. let, let me jump in on that because as we yeah. m- met with all the youth workers, that was kind of the consensus of all of the youth workers. Of, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for us to remember what these students were actually going through. And this movie reminded mm-hmm. us of the anxieties, the fears that some of our students are dealing with. And it just kind of brought Mm. that home and in a fresh perspective. Um, so I think that, that alone is, is why it would be worth seeing.
1: All right. Well, John, I feel like I've learned a lot about this movie and, uh, I feel like I, I just want to thank you. You've done a good job. I was supposed (laughs) to have seen this movie and I've really, you know, the Montgomery, you know, theater's really, drop the ball there so yeah
0: um, we're gonna lose them as a sponsor now that you called them out by the way
1: well that's okay we've we've still got a recommendation from um, miniature donkey talk magazine that's that right. uh <laughs> it the second best rym podcast of 2018 wow. so there mm-hmm. you
0: go yep um, that, that's where and uh, who knows and for the record that uh that that's a real magazine that Kurt found oh
1: uh, if I reference a magazine it's a real magazine John
0: um, so, uh. and, and, and Kurt, I do have to say we um, since this is still a new podcast and we're getting adjusted to the schedule and everything, we had said that we would typically give some kind of cultural artifact or a resource yeah. um, at the end yeah. of this episode and um, do you have anything off the top of your head? I mean as I'm saying that I'm thinking you know if people want to think more about the, the movie eighth grade, um, there is an article at the Gospel Coalition, um, that was written by Brett McCracken. It was published August 3rd, uh, 2018. Uh, The title is Eighth Grade and the Horror of Being Unknown. And I can say Mm -hmm. I I have not read that um, article yet, but that is an article at uh, the Gospel Coalition. That's thegospelcoalition.org. And then you can search for Eighth Grade and the Horror of Being Unknown. Um, And then I'll also give a shout out to the Again, the the podcast Seeing and Believing by Christ and Pop Culture. Um, That's a podcast that they do where they discuss film. And one of the films they discuss is Eighth Grade. Um, And that is a spoiler-free discussion. So those are two things I would recommend if people want to think a little bit more about this movie. Uh, Is there anything else you want to add to that, Kurt?
1: No, I think this this discussion in and of itself has been one about a cultural artifact. I mean, this movie is still in the theaters. It's still new. Um, so I don't have anything else to add. I just appreciate you seeing the movie and willing and being willing to let me ask you uh, all these uh, questions. So thank you, John.
0: Absolutely. I enjoyed it, Kurt. Talk to you later.
1: All right. See you guys later. Bye.